All right, everybody, welcome back to the showcase. I'm your host, Paris Jackson. On today's episode, we are there. The postseason, the play-in, conference odds, got all that, and not more, not more, just all that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the showcase. And we are done, done with the regular season. We can say goodbye to eight teams so far that will not be advancing any further. Actually, it's 10 teams who will no longer be a part of our journey this season. And we'll have another four teams exit this week as we roll out the play-ins. The first round matchups are nearly set for most teams except for those of which that are participating in the plan plenty of talk about whether that's fair for the one and two seeds being that they really don't know their opponent and have such a short time short window to game plan against them the argument against that is you're the number one overall seed bro you're a, the best record in the league in your conference you should probably be able to effectively game plan against somebody that won maybe 15 less games than you, 20 games less than you, you're going to be favored. So just relax and play the games that you're given on the schedule that you're given. You know, that being said, this week is a big, big week. Got a lot of good basketball yet to be played. And, you know, the playing games are highly entertaining over the past couple of years. I mean, the first year they rolled them out was that bubble year. And... I remember the Blazers and the Grizzlies playing a fairly p competitive game with the Blazers moving on. The following year, you know, we had a pretty competitive game between the Warriors and the Grizzlies that the Grizzlies ended up winning. Last year's playing game felt like didn't matter as much. Can't actually remember anything from last year's playing game. Uh, but this year, you know, we got the Lakers taking on the Timberwolves for that seventh spot on Tuesday. And that is to be right after the Hawks taking on the Heat. The losers of those two games will play the winners of Bulls, Raptors, or Thunders, Pelicans, depending on which conference is your conference. And so today we'll go through the different play-in games. We'll go through the follow-up game, should that everything break the way that we expect. And we'll take a break, come back, do the first round matchups, as there's four series that are already set and the odds are out. And then finish things up with a little with a little conference action. So, with that being said, the first game on the slate is going to be the Atlanta Hawks visiting the Miami Heat for the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference and the opportunity to take on the Boston Celtics. Now, the Hawks have lost... In three out of the four games they played against the Heat, the Heat have scored an average of 116.5 points to the Hawks' 114 points in those games. I have a feeling Coach Quinn Snyder is going to be able to draw up a pretty decent game plan. Both teams are playing at full health. Obviously, you have more veteran experience on Miami's side. Also, Eric Spolstra is no joke when it comes to drawing up a game plan either 
So I feel like this should be a highly competitive match. Even the games that the Hawks and the Heat have played so far this year, only one was a one-possession game that was the most recent, and that was also the only one under new head coach Quinn Snyder, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe the second to last one was as well. So under Quinn Snyder, I believe they're only one and one, and the games, one of them was a one-possession game where the Hawks won, and the other, the Heat won by, I want to say, maybe eight. So, you know, I think it's really going to come down to which of these two teams' offense gets going. You know, if Trey Young and DeJounte Murray do a lot of, like, your turn, my turn, ISO stuff and don't really get Clint Capella and the rest of the gang involved, Bogdan Donovich is not hitting shots. The Heat have the ability to slowly grind out a game and just kill you with Jimmy Butler. So if they're not able to get their offense going and the Heat defense does its job, well, then I think the Heat run away with it. Uh, however, if... Trey Young and DeJounte Murray are able to facilitate the basketball very well. They have an opportunity, you know, to steal this game against Miami, who has not really played well this season, um, sometimes due to injury, sometimes just a couple of bad breaks. You know, I did take a ticket out on the heat for them to go kind of far. So um, I think they want to win this game and face the Celtics more so than they do the Bucks. Um, so I expect the Heat to come out kind of guns blazing. I think the Heat win this game. They're five-point favorites, so I'm more likely to take the money line, maybe pair them with the Lakers and just do a Miami-LA, you know, um, parlay on Tuesday. I think that's how it plays out. I'm leaning that direction. I doubt money is really going to come in on the Hawks that much i mean it could come in and you could see this line shrink i think more likely than not you'll see the heat go up from minus five to maybe like minus six minus six and a half by the time it tips at that point if it's two full possessions i'll take the hawks to keep it close um but this will be you know a bet that gets placed somewhere around four o'clock right before tip off on tuesday so that's what i'm watching for i got the heat winning though and then the hawks will move on to play the winner of the Bulls Raptors for that eighth seed, the opportunity to play the Bucks. Um, the other game from Tuesday night is going to be Lakers versus Timberwolves. Timberwolves made a ton of noise on Sunday for all the wrong reasons. They had Rudy Gobert punch a teammate, Kyle Anderson, good old slow mo. Glad to see he's making friends this year on a new team. However, Rudy Gobert is going to be suspended. Jaden McDaniels also broke his hand in the very same game. Um, whereas the Lakers have played exceptionally well in the last month. Uh, you know, they're finally fully healthy. Got LeBron back, AD back. D'Lo is not really playing like D'Lo. He might be deloading some bullshit, but he's really, you know, gelling with the team. Austin Reeves is playing well for the Lakers. Darvin Ham's got this squad in a good position. And, you know, player coach LeBron likely. So with the Timberwolves missing some key players, their offense might actually be a bit better. If you go on StatMuse and look up, you know, the Timberwolves offense with and without the missing players, the offense actually gets better with these players missing. No surprise from Rudy Gobert. But I think... If you look at the matchups, right, like K, I always say this, KD is not who I want to talk about. Cat. K 
cat and ad put together is kd in my dyslexic brain but cat will likely be outplayed by anthony davis i think just anthony davis is a better player and i think the lakers win the size battle because with let's say cat is on ad who's gonna guard lebron on that team that would have likely been Nas reed rudy gobert or you know Jaden mcdaniels any of them and they're all gone so really at the power forward you're missing some key size to stick on lebron don't know maybe you send a double just to help out anthony edwards maybe on a double uh as the help defender can slow lebron down we're also going to get playoff lebron mode lebron's going to want to take the rest of the week off he's not going to want to play another game we're going to see him playing to the best of his abilities in a way that we only see lebron get to in the playoffs these years which is which is one of my biggest problems with lebron is that i know what he's capable of in these crunch situations and throughout the course of the season these last few years it's not this year it's just he doesn't get there now he is getting older right he's clearly out of his prime you have to acknowledge that to acknowledge basically the greatness of his longevity yada 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 that being said i feel like the injuries don't really add up to the time that he's missed and i still think he comes back when he likes and gets to this extra gear which honestly i should probably just learn to accept but it's just funner to say la bitch that's just me personally that's just what i enjoy and that's okay so you know with lebron going off in postseason mode anthony davis outplaying cat i mean that only leaves the guard play where the timberwolves can eke out an edge and I think they do with Mike Conley and with Anthony Edwards. So if they them two have a big game, Mike Conley is successfully distributing the ball. Anthony Edwards and Cat maybe combine for about 80, 85 points. I think they'll have an opportunity to eat the Lakers lunch here. I think they also, both teams are motivated to play the Grizzlies more than they are to play the Nuggets because the Grizzlies have kind of been uh, missing some key players and are just a much better matchup for both these teams than the Nuggets are, fully healthy. So um, they're definitely going to be trying. Everybody's going to be trying. The spread's currently at 7. You could see this number balloon up to 8 or 9 or 10, um, as I guess the general sentiment is anti-Timberwolf. And that makes sense given, you know, Sunday's drama. They're in the focus of everybody. So that's why I was saying maybe take a Lakers heat money line parlay and just take your base hit on your on your you know on your wallet i i do think obviously the lakers win this game uh they could potentially cover seven is a lot of points two full possessions playoff situation but the timberwolves seem to be imploding so that makes me lean lakers hard um so lakers heat i think advance to take the seven seeds in their respective conferences uh Timberwolves and Hawks will move on to play, you know, the winner of Wednesday's games. But as far as covering the spread, I think the Hawks might cover the spread if it gets up to seven. Anything less than that, probably not. The Timberwolves, I think <laughs> they'll cover maybe like 10 or 12 points. I don't know if they'll cover seven. Um, 
it's interesting to see where this line will move before tip off. I might end up putting you know a couple parlays to get together on Tuesday to try and get the best out of this, these games. But Lakers Heat, as it stands right now, money line parlay would probably be my my best thing to give out at this point, just because I can probably depend on that better than I can on the spreads. If you are betting that currently, uh, you're probably going to get, really it's plus 92, just about plus 100, but just about plus 100, even money, Heat Lakers parlay. So again, base hit, it's not really asymmetrical risk. I don't love it, but if you're looking for some action on Tuesday night, that's the way I'm leaning personally um maybe you'd throw in lebron pra in there or something it would depend on what the line is set at or adpra so that's tuesday's games wednesday's games will kick off with bulls versus raptors i think raptors have just put together the better season this year uh than the bulls have bulls of course have the lonzo injury and everything else they do have a lot of pieces that should make them a better team, a more competitive team, but they just don't put it together. You know, they, they, Raptors, I think, are just lengthy, play good defense, facilitate the offense well. Nick Nurse has them getting the most that they can out of that team. So I really do think that the Raptors win this game. They're five point favorites. Over the Bulls, I think they go ahead and cover that. I think the Bulls just mail it in. They're done. They're done for the season. They've been done for the season. They just happen to not be able to get out at 10th place. Um, and, you know, I don't I don't foresee that the Raptors would lose this game uh, unless something really surprising happens, like Zach Levine and, and, and DeMar DeRozan go off individually for 30 and 35, and, you know, the Raptors can't hit any threes or something like that. I think the Raptors cover. Um, that's what I'm leaning towards on this Wednesday. Raptors by five. And then, you know, the Hawks versus Raptors for the eighth seed ends up being the matchup. I'm leaning Raptors in that in that as well. They don't necessarily have the star power. Um, you know, they are a little undersized compared. They're not undersized, but just don't really have, like, a good true center like the Hawks do at Clint Capella. So I'm leaning Raptors in that matchup um i just i think that they'll be able to draw up a good game plan and and go against the hawks as i talk through it i'm wondering if i maybe take the hawks instead they'll probably be favored they've had a much better season uh i mean the hawks have been exactly 500 raptors obviously under 500 um but i'm leaning raptors raptors to win two in a row and then they can go and play the bucks um and probably get molly whopped honestly um but we'll we'll save all that for next week the other game on wednesday night is going to be thunders pelicans pelicans are three and one against the thunder this year brandon ingram looked pretty good against the timberwolves on sunday cj and trey murphy you know splashing things in from deep uh i think the pelicans run away with this one honestly unless the thunder uh, you know um if the thunder get hot from deep might be a different story but they're just unproven they're younger they can run and gun but without that playoff experience i doubt they can actually capture the magic on this road trip and it's a winner take all game i think the pelicans 
will just have more desire to win. Mark Degnall versus Willie Green in terms of coaching. I think Willie Green can just do a better job motivating this team. Pelicans are also coming off a nasty loss where they were up um, against that very same Timberwolves team that, you know, uh, went crazy this weekend. So, you know, they'll be looking for some redemption after blowing that lead. And then we'll get a rematch, Pelicans versus Timberwolves. I mean, this will be a toss-up, right? It was a toss-up on Sunday going into the game. Um, it was a tale of two halves. Rudy Gobert exited. The team performed better. They were kind of galvanized by the infighting. That being said, you know, I wouldn't count out the Pelicans um, at all with Brandon Ingram playing the way he has lately. We'll see. Um, if gun to my head, I think I think the Timberwolves end up coming out of it. Um you know, they'll lose to the Lakers, so you'll end up getting, you know, the Lakers as a seven seed, and then the Timberwolves beat the Pelicans out to go ahead and lock up that eighth seed in the East. I think the Heat beat the Hawks, and then the Raptors also beat the Hawks to go make the postseason after beating the Bulls. Um, that's the way it breaks down. Uh, so with the play-in games coming up, I lean on Wednesday's games on the favorites and to cover. I think the Pelicans can cover six. Uh, Raptors can cover five. Wouldn't parlay them. I'm take them separately. That way, you know, you split the difference. You don't really hurt the bank as much. Um, Tuesday's games, Heat, Lakers, Moneyline, Parlay, plus 100. That's the way I am leaning. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do the other round one playoff matchups. <laughs> I just noticed that the microphone was not picking up everything before. Um, sorry about the quality of audio in that last segment, but hey, whatever. We're going to keep it rolling. Hopefully it's better for you after the break here. Um, four playoff round one matchups are already in the books and decided who will be playing who. Starting with our Eastern Brethren, we have the Cavs taking on the Knicks, and we have the Nets taking on the Sixers. Just to quickly go through Nets-Sixers, um, the Nets have been fun in terms of they just feel like they finally got rid of a ton of baggage. They still have Ben Simmons, who they'll offload in the offseason, um, but this should be a freaking cakewalk for the 76ers. There's no reason why... The Nets, I think, should even win a single game unless they mail it in, right? I think the Sixers will be hungry. It's finally their year. Joel Embiid won the scoring title, so they're, you know, feeling pretty good. James Harden led the league in assists. Cash that plus 200, by the way. Um, you know, so the Sixers are currently minus 900 favorites to beat the Nets. I don't think the Nets win a single game. I'd love to see the odds on a sweep or a five-game win for the 76ers. I think they just take care of business, and it's on to the next one for them. Um, you know, they get the first two games at home, go to Brooklyn, take care of everything, unless they, you know, want to win at home and they kind of rest everybody or something catastrophic happens to get injured. I don't think the Nets win a single game in this series. Please don't put your money on Brooklyn. Um, they're kind of just a placeholder because they had to make it in. Uh, Would have loved to see Philly Heat 
uh, Jimmy Butler versus the city of Philly. Always fun, but we got versus Brooklyn. So um, Philly, you know, should take care of business in four, maybe five, and look on to see who comes out of Boston's matchup with either Miami or Atlanta. Um, and then that's where the playoffs really start for Philadelphia. Hopefully I'm not making a mistake in undercutting Brooklyn too bad. I just, for lack of a better word, I just don't believe that they have the tools necessary to come out of that series against the Sixers or even make it a really competitive game. Now, it could be completely wrong, and Jock Vaughn could get his boys whipped in shape, and, you know, Cam Thomas can go off, and, you know, Mikael Bridges and all the other pieces that they've acquired this year, throw a ton of wings at, at Philly and make it tough for them. Um, I just think Philly's going to be motivated to take care of business quickly and we'll end up doing so. So I'll probably bet on them. I wish there was like an under playoff series. I think there is. I'll have to check check around, you know, under five and a half games to end. And this one is, is my guess. Um, and then they'll play the winner of, of Boston versus either Miami or Atlanta. Other series in the East, a little bit more competitive. We got Cleveland taking on New York, the four versus the five. This one has been set for quite a while. Cavs are minus 210. The Knicks are plus 175. Knicks are 3-1 against the Cavs this season, with the Cavs' only win coming really early in the season. It was the first time they matched up. Knicks have won three straight times in the row. Um, Knicks obviously missed the playoffs last year, and they're coming into this one hungry. Cavs, aside from Donovan Mitchell and maybe Ricky Rubio, don't have a ton of playoff experience between them all. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks, you know, ratchet up the defense, have some really great play from Jalen Brunson and win the series. So I'm actually going to take the Knicks to come out of this. Uh, they are underdogs, of course, having the, you know, the don't have the home court advantage in the series. Don't necessarily have the super duper star. I w that would be a bet on Julius Randle, um, but the Knicks took care of the Hawks two years ago as underdogs. In a, in a couple games, they ended up losing, um, but they were very competitive in all those games. So, you know, maybe the Knicks pull it together for this one. It I'm not gonna bet the house on the Knicks. Uh, I think I'm also in my head about the Knicks a little bit because I just know a few New Yorkers that are going crazy with the Knicks in the playoffs again. Um, Cavs is probably the safe money. I think I bet the Knicks for the series and then game by game see where the line is and, and basically fade myself and, and hedge and, and bet the Cavs. Um, I think the Knicks somehow come out of this series, though, and it's disappointing for the Cavs. I know the Cavs have been like this sleeper team that – you know, everybody is like, oh, wow, look how great they were last year. And then they added Donovan Mitchell. I don't think they're there just yet. Um, so I'm putting my faith in the Knicks as the underdog. Um, so those are the two series that are lined up. Maybe do a Knicks Sixers parlay and see what that pays out. I bet it'd be like a plus 250 or plus 300. Uh, if you do Sixers Cavs parlay, I don't know if you can parlay the playoff series um, in my experience, I don't think you can, but if you can, you know, um, maybe, maybe just take the favorites in the ones that are lined up so far. 
and see what that pays out. That would be my recommendation. At the very least, take Knicks at plus 175, uh, just so you have that in the event that the Cavs can't pull it together. Um, switching over to the West, you have the Suns taking on the Clippers. Suns are minus 550 favorites. Clippers are plus 390. Clippers, of course, will be missing Paul George. Uh, and the last two games of the season for the Clippers aren't very soothing in terms of them making it farther. Um, you know, it was very close in both games to the Clippers losing, and they got it together very late against basically teams that weren't even trying to win, whereas they were trying to win and ended up pulling it out. Um, so that doesn't give me a ton of confidence. The Suns, on the other hand, just I think everybody has them penciled in to go pretty far. I mean, with the big, I guess, big four that they have with Aiton, KD, Chris Paul, and Book, it's pretty formidable. Um, you know, the Clippers do match up pretty well, and you can see them making it far, um, or at least making it a series. So, like me taking under five and a half games with the Sixers, I'd probably lean to over five and a half games with this Clippers Suns thing. Of course, we have to wait for the lines to come out, but I'm not going to do another episode between now and then. Um, you know, by the next time you hear me, we'll be a couple of games into the first round already. But, dude, Suns Clippers, this should be an absolute series. Um, and I think it'll be, you know, the Suns will end up pulling it out, whether it's in, you know, five or seven or six is to be determined. I think they get it done in, in six or maybe seven against the Clippers. I think the Clippers are good enough to, to win a couple games. They have been known in the past few years to collapse during the playoffs, but they do look a bit different now than they have in previous years. Um, and it will really depend on when the timetable for Paul George is out. I'm considering him out for at least the whole round. Um, so that makes it a little bit easier to lean towards the Suns. Um, but yeah. I mean, if you want to take a flyer on the Clippers to, to take out the Suns, go ahead. I wouldn't do it with my money. I'd rather just bet on the number of games being either six or seven um, and deciding it that way. If you want to take the Suns in six or seven, you probably get a bigger payout. Um, but in the event that the Clippers somehow take a business, take care of business, obviously you're out. So I would rather just bet on, you know, both teams getting to at least two wins. The last series is going to be the high. My, I am so excited for this series. The Kings versus the Warriors. And I got to preface all this by saying I'm a Warriors fan. I think of my team and put faith in them when I'm thinking about this matchup. And I'm very excited for my friends that are Kings fans for ending the playoff drought. Excited for the city of Sacramento lighting the beam in a playoff is going to make the city go absolutely nuts. I hope they get it like a second beam and put it on the tower bridge or shoot it out of the Capitol as well as shooting it out of the stadium itself. Um, you know, they should get as many beams as they get wins, right? So if they get, you know, one win, one beam, two beams for two wins and so on and so forth. Um, but here's where it gets interesting. Kings are getting disrespected. They're the three seed over the six seed, and they're plus 240 to win the series, uh, which is the – I read on – it was on Twitter. I forget what I saw, but it's basically like 
the the most dog a three seed has been over six in in history um but there's good reason for that like the dubs have not lost a playoff series under steve kerr except for in the finals those two years you know what i mean so like in all those years since steve kerr took over in 2015 you have four championships two like six western conference championships a loss in a playing game and then the bubble year where they didn't even get invited to the bubble like that's it and this is not a bubble year i don't think this is a playing year like the playing year was horrendous you know our roster was way worse than it is today i'm not necessarily penciling us into the finals saying you know this this trend is going to continue but you know the way the warriors came out guns blazing against the trailblazers on sunday i mean 157 points in regulation 55 points in the first quarter and 100 points throughout the rest of the game to win by 56 on the road where they've been absolutely horrendous. Like, you know, that says something about where they're at mentally heading into the postseason. Like, they're ready to lock in. And if they can keep it up, they may end up mollywopping the Kings. You know, I think the Kings will get a couple of games, you know. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, I, I got to give it up to the Kings a little bit. They've had a great clutch offense or offense in the clutch. They score a ton of points. They're hungry. They're young. They have the we don't nobody believes in us edge to them. And then they have Mike Brown. Like if there's one person in this playoffs from a coaching standpoint that knows exactly how Steve Kerr thinks, it's Mike Brown. He spent all those years as an assistant. Mike Brown, personally, I think is awesome. You know, he's obviously going to win Coach of the Year. He's very intelligent. He knows how Steve Kerr thinks. Obviously, Steve Kerr knows how he thinks as well. Um, and he could be, you know, drawing up a game plan. He's very, very familiar with this Warriors team who's still missing Andrew Wiggins, uh, a key piece in last year's run. So I'm I'm very interested how this is going to play out. Obviously, I'm still going to take the Warriors even at minus 300, you know, I wouldn't necessarily bet 100 to win 30 bucks. Like, that just sounds stupid. You'd probably take it by, like, a game-by-game -game basis. If you want to take a flyer on the Kings, you know, by all means. I know plenty of people that are, are putting some money on the Kings and have that belief in them. Good for them. Um, I will say this, though. The master is rarely beaten by the student. The student oftentimes is beaten by the master and I use that phrase to say Mike Brown is a part of Steve Kerr's legacy tree, came after Steve Kerr. And will he be able to surpass his former mentor is yet to be determined. I'm super excited. I cannot wait. Um, you know, the playoffs are finally here. I feel like I've been waiting for the playoffs for like a month as we drag through the end of the season. Luckily, like the NCAA tournament is in there. Masters was in there. Some travel was in there. Had a bunch of stuff to fill up fill up the month. But now, let's go. It's go time. Second week of April, and we are off to the races from a postseason standpoint. Before we enter the dark days. And the dark days are, of course, it's baseball season when it's the brightest out and there's not really a ton of sports on. Um, but it's the postseason, baby! Get fired up. 
Um, one, actually, just one thing on the Masters real quick before I let you go. Man, I had fucking Brooks Kepka all weekend. I, put, I had a bet on him, John Rahm, and Max Homa to win the Masters. And, man, Kepka was up the whole weekend. He was the longest shot of the three to win. I was going to turn a little bit of money into a lot of money. And it just fell apart. He fell apart at the end, playing all those holes on round four. It was just like watching the slowest car crash of all time. Luckily, I had John Rom, so obviously I still came out, you know, positive for the weekend. Um, I don't even know golf like that, so it was nice to, you know, of the three picks, two of them finished in the top two. Um, but man, I wish Brooks Kepka could have finished it off. But eh, whatever. Shout out John Rom, John Rom. Shout out Spain. Uh, shout out the masters and shout out you for listening. You know, I thank you as always, uh, make sure to watch the playoffs. It's going to be a great one. Thank you for listening at PJ showcase on Twitter, not on Instagram anymore. Haven't been on Instagram all year. Been feeling pretty good day. hundred. It's been a hundred days of no Instagram. Shout out that. Um, anyway, until next time. Bye-bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.